Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Welcome back to Marketing Today. The next few episodes are going to be sections and audio I've captured at Insight Group's Brand Marketing Summit in Brooklyn, New York earlier this year. This first interview is with Marianne Riley, Senior Vice President of North America Marketing for Visa. And I'm actually going to do an intro in just a few minutes, so I'll uh, not do my normal intro here. I hope you enjoy these next couple of episodes. So, well, thank you for coming. This is the uh, Customer Understanding and Personalized Experience track. I'm your host or MC for the afternoon, Alan Hart. I run a podcast called Marketing Today. I'm hoping that there's more downloads when I leave this room today. And I hope you enjoy staying through this session as well as future sessions in this track this afternoon. So if you have other friends and other tracks, bring them over to this one. This is where it's going on. We've got a couple of fireside chats today. We've got a number of presentations. There's been a lot of talk so far at the conference about purpose and how brands can stand for purpose and what that means. We've had a little bit of conversation about customer experience as well. And what I think has been stated at some point in the past, and I don't know who's, who said this, but that we are moving, you know, we've gone through the product economy to the services economy, and we are well into the experience economy, which combines all of those things and how we interact with our consumers, 
how they interact with us. And I just wanted to, to poll you guys. What do you think drives this experience economy? I have a hypothesis, but I'm just curious. Anybody want to throw out an answer? Just warming you guys up. Anybody? Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they were definitely, they invented the third place, right? Anybody else? I think at the underlying component, it's really all about customer empathy or empathy for other people. And so if you think about empathy as our currency, today we're going to hear from uh, first Marianne Riley, who's the Senior Vice President of North America Marketing at Visa. And we're going to have a fireside chat with her, but all about different consumers and different constituencies and how they, she's reaching those players. So Marianne, why don't you come on up? So again, Marianne's the Senior Vice President North America Marketing at Visa. She's responsible for driving all aspects of Visa's consumer and client marketing in the United States and Canada. You've had a long career, and prior you were at American Express for 25 years. Yeah, and one of the th- in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And one Bad of the... answer. <laughs> we're not getting off on the right foot, are we? <laughs> but I'm asking the questions. So one of the things I, I did note in your thing is that you were in, responsible for business development and marketing of American Express small business brand. And we, I think most people in this room probably understand the Small Business Saturday and the impact that that's had both for small businesses, but also for American Express. So congrats on that. Thank you. I did work on Small Business Saturday and there's couple of Amex alumni in the room. So that was definitely something from an experience perspective that I'd love to see continuing today because it was really came from consumer insights or small business insights coming out of the recession. So it's a great program, still is a great program. That's great. Well, let's talk about Visa. What are some of the marketing challenges that you're facing at Visa today? So I think probably with any brand, the biggest challenge is, is just clutter. There's so many messages out in the marketplace, and particularly with digital and social, we're always trying to find the best ways to connect to our customers. And so that, to me, is the biggest challenge. Okay. And what kind of marketing strategies are you deploying or helping to overcome some of those challenges? Well, I mean, it's a bit of what you just just touched on. I think what, what we start with is really understanding the different consumer segments and figuring out what the best way to connect with them through experiences. So, I mean, Visa actually has three of the biggest sponsorships that are out there today, you know, really grounded in, in sports, but have broad consumer segments that are engaging with them. So the NFL, so we have the number one, it's basically the number one watched sport in the United States. We have the NHL in Canada. Number, I think everybody in Canada is a hockey fan. And then we have the FIFA, which is the number one sport worldwide. And that's the with the Men's World Cup and coming up next summer is Women's World Cup. And then we have the Olympics, which we just re-signed the contract through 2032. I don't think I'll be working on that at that point, but... <laughs> Well, so let's transition. I know we want to talk about some examples of what you're doing today. And one of the recently launched campaigns was targeting millennial women. Can you tell us a little bit about what that campaign was about? Sure. Well, even when I was at my former employer that we just talked about, I was, everybody's looking at millennials. You know, how do you attract millennials? And one of the the key insights is the fact that they're even more distrustful of brands and millennial women in particular are don't really feel like brands understand them don't feel like advertisers you know are talking at them and not with them so what i started with in, in coming into visa was actually start to have some conversations with 
millennial women just within the company and started getting some insights around the way that they think and their views on advertisers. And a lot of what we found was that there was just a lot of, you know, cliches and stereotypes of women in out in marketing. So then we decided to go and do some formal research around millennial women. And we looked at millennials and Gen Xers because we wanted to be able to compare between those different groups from an age segmentation and also between men and women. And the reason why we really decided to focus on women, I mean, number one, obviously, I feel like it's it's the, just the year of the woman. There's so much going on right now and movements around, around women. But when we started doing the research, we actually found that the one topic that was not really being covered was around women and money. And one of the big insights out of the research was, you know, sort of going to that point around the stereotypes around women was that millennial women are, are frivolous and don't, you know, aren't thinking about the future and aren't saving, aren't concerned about money. And we actually found just the opposite, that millennial women are actually more likely to save. They're more conservative than previous generations and are actually more concerned about their financial well-being. So we actually started this campaign called Money is Changing. Let's talk about it. And the idea was that we actually took the information that we got from the research, and it was everything from the topics were around friends, family, work, money. So sort of all of the categories that were, and their passion points, all of the categories in their lives. And we took that research and we actually started pushing it out through what is a campaign that looks and feels very different than anything that we do from Visa, if you look at our brand architecture. And so it was sort of putting out this information through these animated GIFs and actually going, and the idea of this, this, the look and feel was to actually feel authentic to the places where they were going. So the campaign was all through social. It was mainly through Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. We worked with millennial female influencers, and we also worked with some of the sites where they tended to go, Refinery29, The Cut, Bustle. So that's where we were pushing out all this information. But then we actually did more surveys within Instagram. So we were asking them questions and then again, pushing that information back out through social channels. So the fact that women are perceived in a way that is not, is not true is what we were really trying to overcome, particularly since women actually control 80% of the household spending. So women and money is a really important conversation. And what we also found in looking at women versus millennial men versus millennial women is that millennial women were less likely to ask for a raise at work. They were just as likely to ask for a promotion, but not for a raise. So, and where we did find that women were willing to ask for a raise, and we looked at the difference between those who were and who weren't, it was really all about confidence. It was all about education and confidence around their financial well-being and money. So that's where this whole money is changing, let's talk about it campaign came from, is to really have that conversation and authentically engage with millennial women and get them to see Visa as a brand that actually does care and is willing to open up the conversation and help educate them. I love all the research that you did and, how, and then in the post-research that you were doing through the social channels, that was a form of engagement as well. Right, right. So, great. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about another 
new campaign or, or new sponsorship, I guess I should say. Visa became the official payment technology sponsor for the New York Fashion Week, the shows. So one, you know, why, did, why did Visa decide to partner with New York Fashion Week? Well, it, similar to what I just talked about, it was really, again, engaging with women. As I've talked about, a lot of our sponsorships are sports-related, and there are just as many women as men who watch the NFL, as an example. But we started to look at what are some of the passion points that women have so that we could extend into some of those passion points, fashion being one of them. But the way that we think about sponsorships is not just to slap our logo up there, but to really create experiences, and particularly experiences that showcase Visa as an innovative brand. Because Visa is not, you know, as consumers see Visa, the Visa brand on credit cards, but we're not a credit card company. Visa is a payments technology company. So what we want to showcase is the fact that we're looking at and trying to drive innovation in the payments category. So the idea of what we did as being the official payment technology partner of New York Fashion Week is we actually created what you see in this photo, which is it's their three... Vending machines? Vending machines, thank you. Three vending machines that actually had products from three different female designers from New York who created these products specifically for this, for our partnership, for the campaign. They were all under $100. Two out of three of them were under $50. And it was buy one, get two. All of the proceeds went to Women's World Banking, which is a not-for-profit that supports women entrepreneurs around the world and helps them to give them the tools and the resources to actually thrive and build their, build their businesses. So all it was, it was over $11,500 that were raised through the purchases. Literally, they were just selling out every day. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But what we were highlighting there was the fact that you can now tap to pay with your Visa card. And it's really interesting in the U.S. that we are way behind other countries in terms of this sort of easy way to pay. In Australia, over 90% of the transactions are contactless, either with your phone or with your credit card. Over 50%, just to the north, are friends from Canada. But within the U.S., it's only about 1%. Now, issuers are starting, our bank partner issuers are starting to reissue cards with the contactless symbol so that you don't have to insert your card and wait for that, you know, sort of annoying sound. Now you can just tap your card to pay. So it's really to move to this sort of 
cashless environment. You don't need to have cash on you. And businesses don't need to have cash, which is actually lowers the risks and in some cases the cost of running a business. It's a great activation. Would you, you know, have advice for those in the room about how to take a sponsorship and better activate it? On site? Well, I think, you know, in the case of what we did here, and I have to tell you, we did this in a matter of just a few weeks. It was like it was an idea that came up, and I was amazed at the space that we got. You know, I would say don't be afraid to ask for really the creation of an experience. And I think actually New York Fashion Week really appreciated that, that we connected to our Money is Changing campaign to Fashion is Changing. And the point was that you know, really the, the more and more female designers and female entrepreneurs. And I actually did a, a panel that where, where I was interviewing some of these female entrepreneurs, as well as a woman who worked for Wells Fargo and just talking about the difference between how women advance. So it was really a lot around female empowerment. We had an amazing space. So we were right where you walked in the door. You couldn't miss it. We got great attention from the vending machines and also just a wall that had all of these sort of pins that we allowed people to take that were, again, female empowerment messages. And it's with over uh, fashion is changing and just people coming over and and taking photos in front of that wall and engaging with our brand was amazing. So to me, it's really about creating experiences. But think about what your brand, what is the one thing that you want to portray from a brand perspective? What's the message that you want to bring across? And for us, it is about innovation. So everything that we do is about showcasing innovation of the brand. And we do that, whether it's with the NFL or any of our other sponsorships, we've done things like contactless rings or contactless pins at the Olympics, showcase contactless cars. So it's really just showing the future of payments and how Visa is really looking to innovate in the payment space and make it more seamless, faster, easier, and more secure. Well, speaking of sponsorships, let's transition from fashion to football. You've been a longstanding partner of the NFL for 20 years, I think it is. 23 years. 23 years. So how does that drive your business priorities? So the partnership with the NFL, as I mentioned, is really around just the the viewership. It is really targeting a broad demographic, women and men. So it's a way for us to, again, reach our consumers And I think that, but we're always looking to innovate on top of what we do from an NFL perspective in terms of the innovation. And one of the insights around the, just the ubiquity of sort of cashless or contactless payments, think about if you can just, you know, tap to pay with your phone. If it's easier to pay, it's easier to spend. Therefore, we feel as a payments company that we actually have an obligation to also promote, you know, financial education and financial literacy, particularly amongst young people. So we actually created this financial football, which is an interactive digital game where it's basically teaching you about financial education, building financial literacy but through the rules and plays of a football. We've actually partnered with 49 state governments plus District of Columbia to co-brand the games and actually distribute them for free. And this year, for the first time, in the newest edition, we've 
created uh, iOS and Android versions as well. So already 10 million people have played this game just this year since we've launched. I think it's, you know, really important as you think about one of the statistics that we found that was that one in five teenagers are not financially literate. I have to tell you, I was actually surprised that that number was not even worse than that. You know, I have a soon-to-be 14-year-old. I don't feel like I'm doing anything to really educate her, and I'm going to have her start to engage with this game because that's the way to get teenagers involved. And what we even heard from the uh, overall adults that 40% of adults said that if they had an unexpected, you know, emergency of $400, that they would not be able to find that $400 unless they borrowed the money or sold something to get the money. I mean, that's that's kind of a scary number. So that's really the idea around this. And it goes again to not only do we want to be seen as an innovative company, but we should, you know, Visa wants to have a purpose. And particularly with going back to millennials, they're more attracted to brands that have a clear purpose. So it's really about, it's about innovation and financial literacy. So making sure that you're thinking about what is the message that we want to bring to the target segment that we're speaking to? Fantastic programs. What's on the horizon? What's next for Visa? What trends are you looking at? So I think the, you know, a lot of the trends that we're looking at is, you know, as we think about Visa as a brand, the big trend is the Internet of Things. I mean, think about that. Some of the stats that are out there that there's like 65 million devices like Alexa and and things that you speak to. And that 50% of of searches by the year, I think 2020, are going to be through voice activation. So if you think about a brand that now we're talking about, you know, tap your card, the Visa brand is very visible on all of our partner bank cards. What's going to happen when it's voice activated? What's going to happen when it's, you know, built into, you don't even have to take your card out to go get gas because it's built into your car. So I think all brands need to be thinking about those changes for the future and how you ensure that your brand continues to be uh, seen, heard, thought of. And I think that, again, Visa, what we want to do is make sure that you feel secure, that your payment has gone through, that your payment, that you have the backing of Visa and the security of Visa. So we've created um, multi-sensory branding where you actually hear a sound, you feel a vibration. So it's really creating this all around sort of, you know, 360 experience wherever, however you're interacting with the brand. Great. I think we've got some time for some questions and we've already got a few. So... Let's just take the first one. What metrics do you see to judge the success of an experiential or event-based campaign? That's an age-old question, but right, right. very well, important. Yeah, so I'll use the, the, use the example. It's all a little bit different because it depends on what the campaign is. But using the example of where we are now with, with the Millennial Women campaign, because it was around driving conversations and we created the animated GIFs and videos to be really interactive, it was really around click-through rates, completion rates, and we saw that those were well above norms. So we knew that we were doing something right in terms of the content that we were building, that it was very interactive. If we're doing something with that's based on driving contactless transactions, and obviously it's connecting those viewers to then the transaction rate. So we're both, we're looking at all of the you know, just the, your typical metrics around social interaction and then looking at transactions. And we also look at, you know, brand health. What's the, do you see, if you've interacted with the brand, 
are, do you see Visa as being more innovative post your interaction with that campaign? Interesting. I think the next question is with uh, such a broad target audience, and you, we've talked about a lot of audiences already in these examples, is messaging or getting the tone right a challenge? Well, I think you just, you have to be really clear about your brand guidelines and overall when you do have a, a broad target audience to make sure that you have a consistent look, tone, and feel guidelines. And that for us is, is globally as well, which is even more of a challenge. And then you bring it down to the segment level. So we, in everything that we do, it's interacting with the target in a way that feels authentic. So, you know, if you're watching an NFL game, then you're going to see our ads are with NFL players. If you are, as when we're interacting with millennial women, we did create a very different campaign. Now that was completely around, you know, outside of our brand guidelines. And I will say that as I, you know, was sort of taking it up the chain, there was a lot of like, oh, I don't know, this makes me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) But in the end, it was like, no, but I guess uncomfortable in a good way. And that's, you know, you've got to take risks. And even if in the end, if we actually failed, then that to me just is another learning. So I would say be really clear and consistent with your brand guidelines and make sure that, that especially if you're a global brand, that the look, tone, and feel is really consistent. And we that's extremely important to us. And then have specific guidelines or tone and feel around different campaigns that resonate more with that segment that you're trying to connect with. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your thank time. You. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Ellen again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.